okay. Make noise. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That was, that was, um, <laughs> that just sounded depressing. Like, be a bit more upbeat. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies. That just make you say, fuck me dead. I'm Amanda. And I'm CJ. When you started that intro, it legit sounded like, I don't know if you remember it. Um, I think it was on like 106.5. They used to have love song dedications. Oh, yeah. You sounded so much like that guy. I reckon I could run when a you love are. song dedications radio. Oh, I really? reckon it would be fun. I'd be having it up the whole time. Yeah. I reckon it'd be fun. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be good. I'd have a fun time. I won't insult some people. I mean, I don't know how it could be a bad time. You're just like dedicating love songs to yeah. people. It's so wholesome. Sit around, talk this... about writing songs about making love to your women all slow like. <laughs> oh, that got weird real quick. <laughs> voices and fireplaces and martinis and walks on the beach. And... Is this what romance is to you? <laughs> martinis, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got off track straight away there. That's where my heart is with a martini. <laughs> Unless it's a bad martini. I don't think I could make a good one, so sorry. You know, I've never tried making a martini. I feel like it's a skill. I feel like I don't have, have the vermouth I don't know or the gin. Martini. So if I made one right now, it would just be ice. <laughs> I don't own any bitters at the moment either. So really just ice? It would just be ice. You crush, can't fuck crush. that up though. But you don't put the ice in the glass. So when I strain the ice, I'm going to get a few drops of water. <laughs> That's my martini. And it's going to be sweet. <laughs> I mean, a good martini should taste like the best glass of water you've ever had, in my opinion, so... Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll have to take your word for it. I'm going to get drunk on it, though. <laughs> okay, I don't know how we got here. Yeah, but you always like, we need something to say at the start, so just go with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you can't just go straight to the stories. Well, here we are discussing okay. how I'll make the world's most virgin martini. <laughs> so what else do we want to talk about? In this beginning part before we jump right into the stories. I personally just want to give people a quick thank you for actually listening for yeah, our entire episode. 100. So we've at the moment got 100 total plays, which, got to be honest with you, kind of more than I anticipated. Well, this is episode five. It is. But I think sometimes when I create something, I'm just surprised that anyone enjoys it. <laughs> and I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts and like this format and the idea, I would listen to it. That doesn't mean anyone else would. <laughs> so, yes, just thank and you. And, like, a diverse range. Yeah. Like, we've got, where have we had some listens from? We've had some listens from some places <laughs> that I wasn't expecting. Certainly not this early on, no. No, like, I think we had one from Taiwan. Yeah. I think we've hit every continent apart from South America. And Antarctica. Well, and Antarctica. They don't even include that on the map, so sorry, Antarctica people, I guess. <laughs> Penguins just fucking throwing their headphones down right now, like, fuck this shit. I fucking dare you. Um, so, yes, just for me, thank you for listening. I'm I'm happy that you're here still. Thank you, distant viewers. <laughs> thank you, all listeners. Yeah. No one's viewing us. <laughs> they might sit there and watch the fucking progress bar track across the screen. Maybe they can't see us, which, honestly, kind of thankful for. Yeah, my beard is a mess. I, I'll admit to you, I haven't showered today. And it's nearly 5 p.m., I'm disgusting. Whatever. You got three stories today? I got three stories. Two of them are short and then one of them's about average length for us. But these headlines. 
<laughs> you got some good ones. Mm. So I've got like a weird mixed bag today, and one of mine is like pretty serious, which I don't usually do those ones, but it was just so infuriating that I couldn't not include it. So one of mine's kind of serious, I guess, and yeah, and then one's got they're both the first two stories I think are hilarious, but also like they're kind of bad. You'll see why. Okay, well, <laughs> should we just jump into it then? Should I go first? Or? Do you want to go first, or yeah, should I go first? We'll go, I'll go first. Keep you it go first. Light and breezy to start off with. Okay. So I got a couple of stories out of Perth and one from New Zealand. Land of the Kiwi story. So this comes from Perth now, who uh, does not like to mention who their authors are. So rude when they do that. Mm, mm-hmm. Headline: Australian Federal Police charge a drunk WA FIFO. That's fly and fly out worker uh, for. People who don't know what that is. Who allegedly threatened to blow up the plane and shoot a crying baby. Was was this all, like, fueled by a crying baby? Was he just so frustrated? He's like, I'm just going to blow this whole fucking thing up. He was drunk. He was on the plane. They're That's... an hour into the flight. I, I, I don't know about you, but when I get drunk, I don't think, you know what? I'm going to blow a plane up. <sighs> don't get on your plane drunk. Because okay. the worst part <laughs> is, so the plane was going from Perth to Cairns. That's like, what? Six-hour flight. I was going to say, it's probably the longest flight you could do in Australia. Lengthwise, yeah. You've got the jet stream, though, so time-wise, it's not too bad. It's not as long as flying Cairns to Perth. Right, okay. Perth to Cairns is a bit quicker. It's like when you fly Sydney-Perth, it's like five hours. Return trip's only three, because the winds are favourable. You get up in the jet stream and it pushes you. Right, okay. But it's a long flight. Yes. Literally one corner of the country to the other corner. Hour into the flight, they got to turn back. Oh, my God. Because this oh. guy, you can't leave him on the plane. He's causing a scene. He's threatening to blow up the plane. Well, you definitely can't leave him on there. That's an offense. Yeah. And he's also threatening to shoot a baby on the plane. Granted, probably didn't have access to a gun. <laughs> but still, but you can't say shit like that. <laughs> you can't do that on the flight. Now, if they were closer to Cairns, yeah, they would just kept going. But they're not. They're only an hour's out, so... Doing a big turnaround. Does the pilot have permission to, like, do a citizen's arrest? Yes. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. In I fact, sure. I think... Oh, you know, I did actually study this, because I had to for my job. Going back to that first two weeks now, where we had to study air law. Don't quote me on this, I'd have to look it up, but I'm fairly certain he can perform a proper arrest. Oh, okay, so he has they the power to do They have a that. lot of jurisdiction. Yeah, they got complete jurisdiction in the air. Well, I was going to say, because you're not really in a country, And he can give say? the authority to his... Staff to do on his behalf as well. Right, okay. Because I was going to say, someone has to be the authority on a plane. It's not like you can just call the cops and say, yeah, Yeah. we've got a problem. Yeah, no, the captain has a lot of, a lot of weird, a lot of things like you wouldn't expect. You know, he's just flying the plane, but no, he's got a lot of power. Yeah. So yeah, he can, he can make the proper arrest of that person. Um, That's why when they do it, there's always police waiting on the ground because he's handing them over to the ground authorities. Mm. uh, Yeah, you can get a properly arrested, not a citizen's arrest, which is technically properly arrested. So the jet star flight. Was forced to turn around just now into the flight, and like that's not an easy thing as well because now you're disrupting other flights as well. Yeah, they got to sequence him in, they got to get him down on the ground. This fucker they didn't expect is coming in. You can't so, ruins. You got to turn around and go back to the other guy. Like, oh, the dude you just gave me, he's coming back. So basically, <laughs> what you're saying to me is this guy is ruining a lot of people's days just because he was drunk on a plane and said some stupid yep. shit. Everyone on the plane's got to go back and get another flight. <sighs> Oh my god. Or wait for him to get, and then they can go back again, but they're gonna oh have to refill god. the plane now as well, so they gotta wait for that. Jesus Christ. And then they gotta get another clearance to leave. And then hopefully the pilots aren't, and the grounds, and the air crew aren't gonna run out of their hours mid flight, cause then they'll have to wait for a change of crew. Oh my god. <laughs> air traffic controllers now have How to redo everything to turn him back around. The Ford sectors, they don't care whatever, the plane's not coming. Big work. Easy job for them. So yeah, I mean, he took less, he took work off Brisbane airspace. <laughs> But yeah, it's... How pissed would you be if you're on that flight? Especially given these flights are sometimes like overnight ones. Yeah. So it could have been a case of like, 
you fucked. You're not leaving until the morning. I don't know if Perth and Cairns have curfews. I don't think they do. I think it's really just a Sydney thing. I was going to say, as far as I'm aware, it's only Sydney that does that Still though, if thing. your pilot or the cabin crew were saying like, this is their flight, they've got, it's a six hour flight, they've got six hours left, they can work kind of thing. They come back, you lose those two hours. Now they can't go because they'll run over their work hours mid-flight. And they won't do it. They'll have the airline's like, we can't. We have to get a whole new air crew in. So you're delaying for the morning. And then worst case, Jetstar's got to put everyone into hotels for the night. Oh my God. It's fucking bad. Don't get drunk on your planes. <laughs> Just don't say stupid stuff. Yeah. You can sit there and be like, oh God, I'm so sick of this baby crying. I'll shoot it. But don't say it out loud. Certainly don't act on it. Yeah. We, yeah everyone's been on a flight. You've had that kid. And you're like, oh, shut up. But also it's a kid. Have yeah. you ever been on a flight with like a blocked nose? No, thank God. Fucking hell. Okay, so the reason why, like, kids get really upset on takeoff and landing, obviously, is, like, the change of pressure and their ears yeah. get blocked up and then starts popping. I did it on a flight once, and I've never been upset about a kid crying ever since. Because my nose was blocked, so I couldn't do the uh, thing to pop my ears, right? Yeah. And I couldn't chew it out either, and it hurts so much, and it's so uncomfortable, and I wanted to cry. <laughs> and I'm some grown-ass man. <laughs> yeah, no wonder these kids are upset. Yeah. So, I get it. I get it. Well, I mean, the other side of it is how can you really be, like, that genuinely angry like it sounds like this guy was? He must have been drunk. Um, But, like, I mean, how can you... Like, a kid doesn't get it. Do you know what I mean? Like, they don't It's a baby. It doesn't know what's going on. So, he's a 45-year-old man. 45? He knows better. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot about this section. The 45-year-old Andrew Bartlett was also accused of asking unaccompanied minors to watch pornography on his laptop with him. Oh, so he's just an all-round cunt is what you're saying to me. Yeah. Uh, he's currently released on bail. Uh, and I will state, there is actually a green senator in the Australian government called Andrew Bartlett. It's not him. Okay. <laughs> what an unfortunate um, coincidence. Because I was like, the story was really short. I'm like, can I find more information on this? And I typed in Andrew Bartlett. It's like, green senator. And I'm like, Whew. That doesn't seem right. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Don't do that. Ever. <laughs> Any of those things. They were all bad things. Just don't do them. And he's probably just lost his job as well. And he's got a big offense of like threatening to blow up a plane. It, he's on a terrorist watch list now. It, whenever he, fl- if he flies international, that's on his record. They're going to stop him at every fucking airport or refuse to let him in. Well, you know what? You're not an idiot, right? You know how seriously that sort of thing is taken. Yeah. Come on. Also, just notice that our neighbor has decided to work on something outside. Now I can continually hear his tools banging together. So I'm sorry if you can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> um, if it's not that, it's a rooster or birds in general, or a motorbike. They just like to start it whenever we record. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not clinging away now. I can't hear so him. So I'm just saying, if you can hear that in the background, that's what it is, and I'm very, very sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's still out there. Shut working. up. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, when we move soon, we won't have neighbors that do this shit. <laughs> we'll soundproof the room better, maybe. Well, we can look into that as well. So my first story, I mean, this is serious. This person did a very bad thing. But when I read it, it just sounds so ridiculous that it's also... Oh, my next story's like that. Okay, good. Then you know what I mean. So I got the story from Vice. It was written by Gavin Butler. So thanks, Gavin. I have a question for you. Before we go on, thank you, Vice, for like putting your author's names in the titles. Yes. Okay, so my question to you is, what do you think happens when an ice addict dresses up as a cop and raids another addict's home? <laughs> what do you think's going to happen? <laughs> Look, it's bad. I'm, t- I'm telling you that now. It is bad. I'm laughing just because that alone is such a ridiculous thought that I'm like, how did this guy ever think he was going to get away with it for when? I have a feeling the police, like, in my head, I'm like, surely the, reg- the real police turn up. Oh, they do at the end. I want to say there's a fight. Oh, there's a fight. Okay, the fight's kind of one-sided. 
<laughs> is it because the police officer dress up guy has the advantage? Yes, because they think it's a real raid. Yeah, so they're not going to do anything because they want to make it worse for themselves. Okay, so Daniel Thomas, I think he's made some bad life choices here, but he decided to put on a police uniform and raid... The article referred to them as an associate's house, so I'm like, are these guys all drug dealers? But you can't actually, like, that's all alleged. Kind of police raid is only one person, though. I thought that too. I'm like, there's no way that any police officer does a raid on their own. Oh, fuck it. They're all on drugs. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, he raided an associate's house in Melbourne's eastern suburbs. Oh, local story. Beat one of them with a hammer until they passed out. Ah, uh, yes. And convinced everyone else in the house that it was the real deal. Like, this was a real police raid. And I'm like, hang on, wait, wait, wait. There's only one of them. There's only one of them. I don't think they beat people with hammers. Yeah, they <laughs> use asps. <laughs> just, the whole thing is just so weird that I'm like, They're all how? fucking high. They don't know what's going on. I think the thing is they were probably just thinking, it's not worth it. What if it is a real cop? What if it's a, what if it's like a cop gone rogue? It'd still be like the penalty for fighting back would be pretty bad. Or also they're probably like, fuck, he's got a hammer. I'm not going to mess with that. Or that. But also it's only a hammer. Fuck it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking hurt to get hit by a hammer. Just grab by the wrist. So, a couple of weird details about the fake raid. It was technically a real raid. I mean, it's not by the police. Okay. Did he get his that. drugs? Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I think he hung on to them for long, but yes. Um, so Daniel ordered one of the victims to pull down his pants, spread his butt cheeks, and checked, I'm using air quotes, checked them for drugs. Dude, is that a thing drug dealers do a lot? Like walk around with drugs up their ass at home, in their own hand, in their own homes? I don't think so, and that's why I'm puzzled as to why that happened or why he asked. Why did he want Oh to- shit, we're being raided. <laughs> No, but like, why? Just better hide my drugs. He's not a real police officer, though. Why does he want to check someone's butt? Well, I mean, they're like, aren't they the police in New South Wales in trouble for like strip searching kids at the station? Yes, but that's a different story. The other thing that happened is uh, Daniel beat them with a hammer so badly, and now this is horrible. Um, he beat them so badly with a hammer that when the real police turned up, they thought that both men were dead. Jesus Christ. So much so that they only realized they were alive when one of them moved while they were taking crime scene photos. Oh, God, so they haven't bothered calling the ambulance. No, because they're not, they're they probably, looked at them no. and went, oh, no, they're dead. Yeah, get the ambulance over here. We've got a couple of corpses. Not. Not, Get yeah. them here. We need to save these people. Fuck. No. Fucking hell. So that's how badly he beat these guys. Well, over, like, fucking shit what did he get? Um, he, yeah, he wanted their stash, of, their stash of weed and ice, and that was what he wanted. Don't do drugs. Not if it um makes you think that beating two men to death for pretty much no reason is a good idea. Yeah, or a plant and... Some fucking frozen water. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, it, they caught him, obviously. Uh, these poor beaten men. I mean, part of me is just like, they're drug dealers, so I'm like, eh, but... You know, I, I don't think of it that way. Beat them to death with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> they're still people. They have their own problems. They have whatever. the right to not be beaten to death with a hammer. Exactly. No one deserves that. Not for drug use. Like, come on. <laughs> dealing for a while. They're going to get arrested as well now. That's the worst part. They got beaten with a hammer. <laughs> And now they're going to get arrested themselves because the police were like, oh, look at these guys. They're ice dealers. But it, the article didn't mention anything to that effect. So I can't confirm or deny, but I don't know. Fuck it. They go, they're all going to prison now. I mean, don't they you think they got punished to... enough? They almost fucking died. That's not the cr- that's not the punishment for the crime that they committed, though. I guess, but still. <laughs> the judge is going to be like, oh, you're selling drugs to everyone, including the kids. No. But you got beaten with a hammer, so off you go. Don't do it again. No, but what I am saying is that if they weren't doing it, they wouldn't have been beaten with a hammer. No, no, they're still going to prison. Daniel Thomas has pleaded guilty to aggravated burglary. It didn't say anything about assault or... Impersonating a police officer. Impersonating a a police officer. You know why? Because he's pleaded guilty. Probably. They dropped the other charges. He's still getting 11 and a half years in prison, though. 
I don't know where the half came from. Well, but... hopefully that'll help him cut his ice addiction. I mean, maybe maybe that's like what needed to happen for him to get clean. I don't know. My next story also involves serious crime, but it's a bit more lighthearted because... No one gets beaten to death with a hammer? No, no one gets physically harmed, hopefully. Okay, that got grim real quick. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to listen after the fact. The next two stories you're going to hear do involve talking about pedophiles and child abuse. Certainly in my story, it's about a man who imported a doll. No, actually, children had yet been harmed as far as we're aware. Uh, things could come to light, but he is not in prison, so I can't imagine they found anything in his house. And uh, my story is around that subject as well, the one straight after, but again, no children were actually assaulted or abused. So it is. it still relates to those subjects, though, so just a fair trigger yeah. warning that if you're affected by those kinds of subjects, maybe just skip the next two stories. And we'll put a timestamp link in the show notes yes, for where to skip to to get the last two stories, which mine is much more lighthearted and very Likewise. fun. <laughs> um, apologies in advance. Again, from Perth Now, no author mentioned. Story out of Perth. Singapore man allegedly tried to import childlike sex doll in WA. Oh. Now, I will admit, when I first read this headline, I... Misread that as impersonate. Okay, that'd be just fucking weird. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? So that's why I clicked on it. And then I was reading, like, oh, right, import. But still, <laughs> interesting story. Yeah. <laughs> but still, ugh. Yeah. So an overseas Singaporean student living in Perth uh, imported a childlike sex doll. Like, are these a thing that exist overseas? I'm sh- sure they do. Sh- there's probably a big market for them, sadly. No, but what I'm saying is, like, are they easily available overseas? Like, was it, would it have been easy for him to import it to here? Sounds like it. We'll or, like, in the source it to import it to here. Well, the article okay. sort of goes I'm, into I'm it, sorry. so we'll get there. <laughs> I will ask these questions in due time. Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, so Australian Border Forces found the doll while x-raying the parcel. Obviously, anything that's imported overseas obviously goes through customs. Yeah. And they scan everything, and they're like, the hell's this human-shaped thing? Yeah. The size of a child? Here's this weird, fucked-up sex doll. Um, which, of course, then gave them reason to get a permit and inspect his house because... Well... You'd want yeah. to, right? Um, yeah, so a 26-year-old student here on a student visa. He's probably getting deported after his prison time or his sentence. Charged on one count of importing goods in breach of some section of some act from 1901, Customs Act. I want to know if back then it said childlike sex dolls. Probably not. Probably I assume not it's been that. amended. <laughs> uh, he's on conditional bail and awaiting trial. I guess they, so they, didn't, they didn't mention finding anything else in his house, but still, like... He would have had to search He'd have that, to have something. Right? Like, he would have had to have... I, I don't think, like, if you're if you're into this kind of shit, your first thing isn't, like, you wake up one morning and you go, oh, yeah, I was get a childlike sex doll. You're looking at images and shit first, right? But yeah, I got a quote here from the uh, Australian Border Force Investigations Acting Commander Nicholas Walker, uh, talking about how increasing numbers of childlike sex dolls are being seized by them. So it sounds like they're pretty easy to get a hold of. And important to the country. That's so worried. Thankfully, they're being stopped. But are they all being stopped, I guess? At least it's, they're going for the doll and, and not, not the a kid. a real person. But how long till that... Escalates. Escalates. It, it's a murky issue where I'm like, these it's, people need help. Obviously. And I'd much rather they were doing it with a weird fucked up doll and they never went near a kid. Yeah. But it's still like... Yeah, it's kind of like, is it better that that sort of thing is available to them so they can get their Or are they going to be thinking to themselves that like, oh, now they're normalizing it, so what's... Yeah, no, it's such an icky subject, isn't it? Yeah. Like... More than we have time to discuss here today. Yeah, no, definitely, but it's (laughs) just... And I wouldn't say I'm anyway qualified to talk about it. What was that thing you told me they they call themselves online? Maps. Maps, yes. Which stands for... Oh, what was it? Minor attracted person. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you see anyone referring to themselves as a map. Yeah, maps on. I, I do want to get that out there. That uh, that's like that's that's pedophile code to let other pedophiles know they're a pedophile. 
Pretty much, yeah. It that's it's disgusting. I like the fact that they like try and actively seek each other out and then like swap stuff. No, I hate it. I hate everything about it. It's just it's so disgusting. Just trade Pokemon cards. <laughs> like I just I can't I can't fathom what goes on in They have to know in their heads, right? Part that of that is wrong. like I need fucking help. They're not like yeah. Oh, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. I mean, aside from it being completely wrong to take advantage of someone so young. There's so many levels of fucking wrong that bleh, I hate it. <laughs> if Mr. Stinky can realize that he needs help and he's fucked up, pedophiles can too. Fuck, that's a no case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a quote here from acting commander Nicholas Walker. Childlike sex dolls are an emerging form of child abuse material that the ABF is determined to prevent from crossing our border. Dolls that are manufactured for a sexual purpose that depict a child under the age of 18 are classified as objectionable goods and prohibited from being imported into Australia. Tackling child abuse material is an operational priority for the ABF as part of its role in protecting the border from individuals who may pose a threat to the community. They did post a picture of the doll. Only the head. I was going to say, do I want to see this? It's just the face. Okay. Oh, fuck that. It's wrong. Okay, so when and you- And there's no hair. I was going to say, when you said, like, under the age of 18, I thought maybe it's an older teenager then. That is a child. No. That is, like, what, a 10-year-old child that's kind of depicting? It's very young. Yeah, and, like, that could be either a boy or a girl. It's fucked. Why doesn't it have hair? I guess you can put wigs on it. Ew. I hate everything about this story. I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, keep an eye out for maps. Yeah, report them on Twitter or where or whatever platform you see it on because it's disgusting. Okay. Uh, good work by the ABF. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm glad that it's not a grey area, that it's very like, they are not allowed in Australia kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm glad that that's what the deal is. But yeah, Don't import that. Import those Australian golden dildos with koalas <laughs> on them that raise money for the fire. <laughs> What a thing that is. <laughs> so if you don't know what that is, uh, some sex company has made a dildo with like a little koala on the shaft and the suction cup that goes on the wall is shaped like mainland Australia. <laughs> and they're golden phalluses with green bases because those are the Australian colours, green and gold. And I think all the profits from them go to uh, the bushfire relief. Well, I mean, it's all for a good cause, right? Go ahead. Buy one. People are already selling nudes. What's wrong with selling? I was gonna say, even if you're not planning to like use it for a sexual purpose, just display it in your house. Yeah, I think it would be hilarious. Like, if I knew someone who was turning 21 and I knew oh, them really yeah. well, I'd be like, "Fucking buying this." <laughs> yeah, I made sure. a donation to the bushfires on your 40- behalf. <laughs> on your behalf for uh, your 21st birthday, they sent me this. <laughs> <laughs> just, just slap it down on the table. Oh just have it for, like everyone's like, "Where have you been hiding that the whole time?" Like, don't you mind? <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, so I'm kind of regretting my choice of second story now because, unfortunately, it's also on the subject of pedophilia. Oh wow, we really synced up here this week. Yeah. (laughs) My next story is much better. My end story is a lot more on a lighter note as well. I think we should always try to aim to do that. Okay, so prepare yourself to get fucking angry. Because this is a disgusting story that I just, I, I can't. Like, it's, it's, it's just so bad that I'm like, how the fuck do people like this exist, like, in society? How are they walking around? Going about their business? Like, yeah, like, I don't uh, get it. Like, it's just, I think to me it just seems so far outside of what is morally acceptable. Um, like, how do you, like, it's, it's, like I, it's hard, I guess, because, like, these people aren't. They're not like normal people. I guess. It's hard for us to relate to these people. I guess you could argue for a lot of them, they're mentally ill or there's something wrong or something's happened in their lives where they're like, this is why. And they're probably like outcast and shit anyway. Oh, well, I mean, I'm about to tell you about a pillar of the community. Mm. So, (laughs) Talking about the church, are we? No, no one related (laughs) to the church. But um, we're going to talk about a gentleman named Scott Edgar. Have you ever heard about the story or... 
I don't think I have. I'm going to tell you a bit about him before I go into what he did. So Scott Edgar was considered, yeah, a pillar of the community. He These are the worst ones. The worst thing is, like, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and stuff. They're always pillars of the community. I'm telling you. Every single story. Like the ones who are, like, mm-hmm. weird social recluses and kind of things, it's sort of like, you could argue, like, this person just needed help earlier in their lives kind of thing, maybe we would come to this. But when they're like, these people are like, I'm baking cookies for the bake sale. <laughs> oh, no, we better... We better go help those people or like, oh, yeah. you can come around for a cup of sugar anytime. Don't look in the basement. Oh, God. No. Scott did fall into ill health and he ended up having both of his legs amputated from the knees down due to having several blood clots. However, he was didn't let this slow him down, basically. He was pretty adamant to recover and oh, live yeah. his life to the fullest. I think it was one of those like kind of wake up things where you go, oh, like I could have died. Better like actually do something with my life. And wheels is faster mm. than running. He managed to turn his health around after the surgery and ended up being featured in an article in his local newspaper titled Wheelchair Wonder about a 12k race he participated in in March. Quote from Scott in this article. Wheelchair Wonder. I'm, I'm I not... how long they sat there thinking about that yeah. title. <laughs> anyway, a quote from Scott in that article was, um, I'm not letting it get me down. I was sick for 20 years and I couldn't do anything. Now I'm happy and healthy. I can do things. It's just about getting out there and trying to do life. If you had read that article before knowing all of the things that I'm about to tell you, you'd probably think that... What an inspiring story. What an inspiring man who's, you know, overcome adversity oh and got perspective about life. Like- yeah, he's really not a good guy, essentially. Um, you have to say that all of this is alleged, even though it's kind of not at the same time but allegedly these are the things that he did he uh chose to spend his newfound healthy life grooming young girls online what so he never did it before not that anyone's aware of no because that's the part i'm like is it afterwards where he's like man i better embrace life by the balls right now or i could i could waste it any minute i'm gonna do everything i ever wanted to fucking hell i mean i guess this is the thing this is the only one that they're aware of. That's why God gave me a second chance. It is my divine right. So I guess I don't really know what else he'd been doing previous to this, but there are no reports of anyone actually having been molested, abused, assaulted, any of those things by this man. That's kind of case where they caught him before he got 21. Yes, that's what I'm hoping is the case. But uh, he was messaging who he thought was a 14-year-old girl, but was really an undercover police officer. And he organized to meet the girl at her home when her parents went there. That'd be such a hard fucking job. I can't imagine how just constantly angry they would be. How how would you keep your anger in check? Yeah. It, it'd have to take like a certain person to do that kind of I couldn't do it. I think I'd just like <laughs> lose my shit on a daily basis. Like the actual act of like pretending to be 14, like a 14 year old kid away from the internet. It's like, what? Go work. Do, 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 do. But you just go home the whole time thinking about, oh my yeah. God. How many others are out there? How this many other girls up. is this person talking to that are actual yeah. real girls? How many other girls? kids? You're just like, you're meant, you just all the time, you just be like, I fucking hate my job. Well, I don't know. Part I don't of you, know, you'd be like, like, I don't think so. I'm because you're actually doing something good. But you'd just be fucking depressed all the time. Oh. I think it'd have to be one of those things where you'd have to separate. Like, you know how doctors have to separate themselves from their job? Yeah. Otherwise, you'd just never be able to do it. Yeah, like, kind of like, yeah. We're like, vets struggle with that. That's why they have such yeah. high suicide rates. Well, same with doctors as well. Mm. Yeah. So he made the two hour journey for. From Curry Curry, which is uh, like the New South Wales Hunter Valley. Yeah, I'm gonna feel it, Curry Curry. Uh, so it's a couple hour drive. Yeah, that's what I just said. Sorry, <laughs> um, to Sydney, where he was met by several police officers as, and was subsequently arrested. At the time of the arrest, he had a bag on him. What was in the bag? And in the bag was a box of condoms, a size eight skirt, a black top, and coconut oil. So I think it's pretty clear what his intentions were for this, I mean, imaginary, but what he thought was a very real 14-year-old girl. Who's like, oh, yeah, take me legless wonder. You're fucked up. 
Scott. At least he was gonna use protection. I, <sighs> I find no silver lining in this story. Like none. There's there's none. <sighs> I'm I'm glad that it wasn't a real girl. I think that's the only silver lining, really, I guess. Yeah, I just I don't understand these people. He he was he's been charged for using a carriage service to procure a person under the age of sixteen for sexual activity and was refused bail. The article was posted on the twenty first of December and I couldn't find any updates thus far. How does he drive without legs? Um he has prosthetics. Oh. Oh, so he actually ran that marathon. Yes. Oh. Well, I was like, he just rolled. No 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 no. <laughs> he has prosthetics. <laughs> okay, but still. How old is he? It didn't say anywhere in the article how old he was. He has to be at least twenty, right? Because he last wasted the last twenty years of my life. He in the photo he looked a lot older than that i mean basically he's a piece of shit and uh i hope he goes to jail lock him up that was a bit grim i went to school and one of the kids in the grade below me had a prosthetic leg he, he, i don't know what had happened to him he had like a few operations he had to go through in his life one day some kid was being like a bully to him he took off his prosthetic leg and beat the other kid with it okay that's kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> legend i think we needed that after those two stories <laughs> Yeah, I promise the stories from here on out are going to be much more lighthearted than that. But I just read that and thought, what the actual fuck? So tell us something good. Tell you something fun? Yeah. Story coming out of uh, New Zealand from stuff.co.nz. Reporter here is a Ripu Bhatia, I want to say. It's an Indian name, not a Maori one. Just to make sure I'm offending the right culture here with my mispronunciation. Oh, okay. (laughs) Headline. Peaches, the missing Northland therapy goat. Found safe. Gets police escort home. The story starts off a little bit sad. Oh, oh no. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> a missing goat that provided therapy for a depressed cow has been found safe and returned for home. a depressed cow! Oh. Found safe and returned home in a police car. So, Peaches the goat was purchased by the, and I'm going to probably fuck this up, Munga Turotu Hotel owner, Robin Dawkins. Robin Dawkins. Has a therapy goat for his cow. Right. Bunter. Bunter. Bunter the cow. Um, so Bunter had been refusing to eat and was losing weight because his other pet cow and Bunter's companion Rosie had died oh, a few months earlier. So and sad. so Bunter was sad because his friend was gone. You can blame him. Yeah. So they got they got peaches. They hit it off. It was good. That's Bunter so was happy. Um, they would go running around their paddock together. Oh, that's so cute. A Joe Robin, unrelated, the caretaker, not to be confused with the hotel owner, Robin Dawkins. Right, okay, I can see Because I was that. reading this story like, hang on a minute, what's the fuck? <laughs> they, so they, that she was the one who found that the goat was missing. So she turns up to work and she was really worried the day that Peaches went missing because Bunter was visibly upset. It's quite oh. somber. He's like, fuck, my friend's gone Poor again. Bunter. Poor yeah, Bunter. Yeah, like, he keeps losing everyone. I know. And it's just, these are pets as well. They're not like, they're just They're, they're not pets. like on a farm or whatever, they're <sighs> pets. Well, I mean, on a- They're in a paddock. Okay. At the hotel. Farm animals are very different to pets. Yeah, I mean, it's also New Zealand. You go like the local dairy and they've got cows out the back that they use and they make the milk anyway. So so the, the goat's missing. I mean, we know it's a happy story because of the headline. Yes. How, what happened to Peaches? What, what, do, what do you reckon happened to him? Peaches? Huh? Maybe? Okay. I guess you could call a male goat Look, Peaches. It doesn't matter. They don't have to identify with the gender. <laughs> Who would take their goat? Who steals a goat and not the cow? Well, I mean, I feel like a cow's a bit harder to steal. True. A bit bigger. You know what I mean? harder to I want a goat. handle. I want a pet goat. I love both cows and goats. I think they're very cute animals. Tasty so, too. Who the fuck took it? Who the fuck took peaches? Yeah. So yeah, they, they both are fine now that they're back together. So they're both happy again and were last seen trying to share a kennel that's too small for the both of them. Oh, 
It's just so precious. Um, I didn't save any the photos, but I'll link you the article for the show notes. Yeah. You can go see pictures of Peaches and Bunter and Rosie. Watch there's no pictures of Peaches and Bunter together. Oh, well, Peaches was spotted by Joe Robin, the caretaker, not the hotel owner, as she was driving... Like, actually, I'm just down the country road nearby. And she saw a herd of goats at a nearby property. And she spotted Peaches amongst that herd of goats. Because Peaches was whiter than the other goats. Okay. And also standing off by itself, kind of like it didn't want to be there. Oh. So even Peaches is like, hang on a minute. This ain't where I fucking live. Where's my cow? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who are all these other goats? <laughs> Peaches stood out as she was much whiter and standing by herself. So the owners of that herd had purchased Peaches earlier, like that day or the couple of days prior. So I think like Peaches went missing just before Christmas. Okay. And they only found her like in the past week. Right, okay. So two, three weeks where she's been gone. Yeah. They'd previously purchased her at a local market, supposedly. That's right. what they're staying. And I kind of believe them because the police did go and investigate the farm where Peaches was found. Yeah. And they decided not to press further with it. So I think whoever stole the goat took it to the market. Sold it. Sold it. Yep. Made a quick buck and fucked off. What an asshole. I don't know. <laughs> At least they sold it to someone who's like living next door. <laughs> yeah, that's true. At least they were able to find the and, it's, uh, and I mean, they're not going to get their money back. I assume they probably gave them some reward for finding Peaches, but they got the goat back. Mm. The fence to Peaches' paddock was cut, and she's believed to have been stolen, as I was saying. Uh, likely by a soldier, as I mentioned. That was my- They didn't say that in the article, but I'm like, clearly, whoever stole her must be the one who sold her, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to steal your neighbor's goat and no. then think you're like, oh, and they'll never... put it in the paddock, <laughs> and then you can spot it from the fucking road. I don't know yeah, I mean, you might be like, oh, all goats look the same, but I think someone can identify their pet goat. Oh, no, I don't think all goats look the same. Also, right? like, it's not a dumb animal. It'd probably recognise. If you walked up... Yeah. You could just walk up to the herd with your cow if you suspected something. <laughs> yeah. And Peaches would probably come running over. Quote from Joe Robin. She was very shaken when we found her. We notified the police and they went and picked her up for us. At least she didn't, like, just take her from... Because can you imagine the people who bought her come home? Notice their goat's Still missing. Still goat! <laughs> they find it with some cow in someone else's yard. <laughs> we notified the police I hope they didn't call I assume I hope she didn't dial 9 9 there was a triple 1 there sorry oh yeah triple 1 yeah um, triple nine's UK I think yeah I mean usually I think most countries these days 911 will divert to them anyway it's because of the movies because everyone's like oh dial 911 in the movies yeah. and TV shows so yeah hello police <laughs> emergency neighbours have my goat the police went around picked up the goat stuck it in the back of the car and drove her home oh <laughs> At least he got reunited with his yeah. best friend. It was nice for her to get a police escort home. Nice for her, sorry, not here. <laughs> it's nice for her to get a police escort home after this whole ordeal. There what a go. lovely Peaches story. The... And I was like, that's funny and lighthearted. Yeah. After my love of plane, we... shoot a child, and pedophile story. I can't believe we picked, like, similar stories for the for, middle ones. For the middle act. Yeah. We're both like, oh, yeah. I don't think that's the first time that's happened either. So far, we've never... Well, I mean, because we split the country each week so that we don't double up on stories. Oh, yeah. Episode. I guess we've never actually said that, but we do. We, like, do it east-west coast and we split it each week and rotate. Yeah. I'd say east coast is a lot easier to find stories for because there's more people. You don't touch New Zealand or New Guinea usually. No, at I don't. All. Yeah. Well, I, I've never lived there. I have no perspective, so I don't think it's fair for me to do those ones. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's basically how we split up the stories so that we never pick the same ones in an episode. Yeah. So that's... Although, given, like, usually when I'm searching for stories, I'll see ones on the other side of the country, or, like, oh, I don't want to use it this week, but I'll put it away. Like, I found a bunch of other stories I want to use this week. Weirdly, though, um, so far, not that we've done that many episodes, but so far, I have never come across the stories you pick. Mm, so, same. So, yeah, I think I think it's working. For now. For now. I mean, if we have to change it, we, we change it. One day we'll run out of new stories. There'll be no more news. There's news every day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and if we get really desperate, we'll just change the format of the show and go international. 
Well, I mean, we might be able to do international specials at some point, but I kind of want to, like, stick to our current format for now. All right. So, I mean, the thing is, my next one, you know about it anyway. You did tell me when we recorded that trigger warning before, but I already forgot. No, I didn't actually tell you what it was about then. I know the story already. I mean, everyone... Okay, not everyone knows this story. I would say a lot of people know this story because it is one of my favourite Australian urban legends. I'm going to say urban legends in quotes because it may not be an urban legend. What are you talking about? This big cat? Oh, we're talking about the Lithgow Panther. (laughs) I fucking love stories about the Lithgow Panther. Look, if it was real, it burnt down, okay? I mean, at this point. What if they find it? They find like a charred cat body in the fires. No, don't. They're like, fuck, the Lithgow Panther was real. You'd have proof it was real then. Okay, Lithgow hasn't burnt down, so. I thought part of it got hit. Part of it in like the surrounding. But Lithgow's still okay, I think. I don't think the cat lived literally inside Lithgow, though. Look, I want to believe it's still alive, <laughs> so let me believe it's still alive. Like, what's his name going out to find his thylacines? I hope he's okay, and I hope they're okay. We're talking about the Lithgow Panther, because I fucking love the okay. Lithgow Panther. I mostly use two articles, one's from news.com.au, written by Phoebe Looms, and one from ABC. <laughs> what an ominous last name. I know, Looms. Phoebe Looms. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's coming! <laughs> Don't loom over me. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, what a great manager name though. Oh hell yeah! My manager looms. <laughs> she looms over me. <laughs> okay, Phoebe, we love your name. Um, and one from ABC News by Michaela Hambrin. I feel like if you live in Sydney, you probably have heard about the Lithgow Panther. However, there are many big cat stories in Australia, not just Lithgow. It's it's not. And Australia just doesn't have any native wild cats. No, we don't. Not even a history of them. No. So it's pretty weird if you're going to see a big cat out in the wild in Australia. You will find domesticated cats that have escaped and become feral, and they do grow larger. They do grow larger, but nowhere near the size of a big cat. Yeah. And I'll also say a panther is not a type of animal. Weirdly, I always thought that a panther was. A lot of people do. But it's not. It's a group. Family genius? It's... No animal is a panther, but many... So, like, panther is not jaguars, an animal, but several animals are panthers. It? Jaguars, lions, yeah. tigers. Your big cats are pretty much all technically panthers. I didn't know that until, like, last year, which I'm kind of embarrassed about. But, yeah, I feel like a lot of people in Sydney know about the urban legend of the Lithgow panther. It's one of those things that gets brought up every now and again. Yeah, I think So I first, many people see it. You know where I first heard about it? In an account affair article yeah. story like way back oh it's like 2006 or something i mean that's how popular the story is that it's on an, a national a current affairs show on tv i don't know it comes up all the time it's like what 6 30 is the time slot is it 6 30 7 o'clock is they like current prime time tonight? current affairs show covering this yeah. so it's not like one of those you know conspiracy theories that people are in their basement discussing like so many people see the Lithgow Panther. Mm. It's ridiculous. For any Mexican listeners out there, it's kind of like the Chupacabra. Yeah, kind of. But we kind of know what the Chupacabra is. <laughs> so People aren't afraid of it coming into their house and killing them. The Chupacabra is more of a monster, whereas the Lithgow Panther people are like, it's just a big cat out there. Yeah, and it's scary. No one's like, <laughs> it's some supernatural being. Cause no, like, just... okay, the Lithgow yeah. Panther does nothing paranormal or supernatural or anything like that. It's literally just a big fucking cat walking around out there. Which is the weird part about it, because it's like, there ain't no cats out here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Where did it come from? That's the strangest thing about it. 
Yeah, pretty much. The Chupacabra, at least, was like, it's like a vampire thing. So the people who, and there are many people who have reported seeing the Lithgow panther, are convinced that it's not just a big feral cat, that it is definitely a panther. The thing about it, though, is Mm -hmm. there would have to be more than one. Because the stories have been going on for a long time. So I would say, what's the best, what's the most accepted theory? Like, it was like a zoo animal or something that was let out or something. Yeah. It's in my my story. Literally my next sentence, actually. Theories (laughs) include... Theories include escaped and let free animals from the exotic animal trade in the 19th century. Because, you know, before there was no real rules around what you could bring into the country and what you couldn't. Mm. Um, So people did just import tigers and whatever the fuck they wanted. Lions and bears, oh my. Uh, Yeah. So, um, (laughs) but there's there's also another thing about traveling circuses back then whose animal management was not very good and lost animals pretty much all the time. Oh shit, we left your elephant behind. And the thing is, I, f- I feel like the cats probably survived because it wouldn't be that hard for them. No, a big there's cat. There's plenty of prey. There's like, no competition. No. Nothing's going to... I mean, I'm fairly certain a kangaroo could kill a big cat. Oh, I don't know about that. I reckon it could. Maybe like a full-grown red, possibly. I reckon. Well, like, I don't think... I think the kangaroo would be a disadvantage. Mm. But if the kangaroo misses the first... Like, if the kangaroo dodges that first attack, if it gets one good kick in, that cat's gone. But, I mean, I still think that it would have been pretty easy for them to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at how easy it is for the domesticated feral cats to survive. Yeah, exactly. So, why wouldn't a big cat survive? The only way it wouldn't survive would be if it couldn't get enough food. Because a lot of the animals in Australia are actually quite small. Uh, Everyone's like, oh, the wildlife's so dangerous, and it's going to kill you a lot. Most things are pretty tiny. That's true. Most of the animals are small. Like, wombats might come up to your knee. They're probably, like, one of the biggest land mammals. Kangaroos would be the biggest I was going to say, there's plenty of kangaroos out there for them to... Like, they're in Lithgow. They're in the bush. Actually, the biggest land mammal in Australia would probably be camel. (laughs) We've got a lot of camels There's a lot of camels out there in the desert. Um, (laughs) They do really well here, shockingly. I mean, not really. Camels. Ideal conditions for them, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, that was sarcasm. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't think that 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 The camels weren't doing well. I'm like, they're a pest. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, people have cited panthers so often that the New South Wales state government actually spent time and money on researching whether they were a thing. Like, they really wanted to know if they actually existed and were actually out there wandering around and terrorizing people. Well, not terrorizing people. Generally, no one gets close enough to one. No no person has ever been attacked by one. There's a story I have saved about a legendary shipwreck. Same thing. Government. There were so many reports about it, the government put out a money reward for it. The state government commissioned four separate inquiries. Four. If there wasn't evidence, some kind of evidence, that there was something out there that wasn't, you know, native or meant to be out there, they wouldn't have... Four. That's money. That is interesting, actually. So... If you said one, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. So, four of them. First one was in 1999, then 2003, 2009, and the last one was 2013. The first one concluded, and I quote... Difficult as it seems to accept, the most likely explanation of the evidence is the presence of a large feline predator. However, the inquiry in 2009 said, There is no scientific evidence found during this review that conclusively proves the presence of free-ranging exotic large cats in New South Wales. But a present cannot be discounted and seems more likely than not on the available evidence that such animals do exist in New South Wales. Hmm. So basically they're saying, we can't prove it without a doubt, but it seems likely. Okay. More likely than not. Mm. But then the inquiry in 2013 said there was no way possible that there could be big cats. So there is a lot of like conspiracy theory talking about the government covering up. Or have they died out? People are still seeing them. People are still seeing them. Or do they think they're just seeing them because I'm it's in their pretty minds. convincing photos. From recent, after the last inquiry photos? I don't have the dates on them. But yeah, that's what I'm curious about. But now. people still say they see them all the time. Yeah, people still say they see Elvis. To be fair, 
There's a lot of impersonators out there. Yeah, and people <laughs> see something weird in the bush and go, that could have been the Lithgow Panther. So, I don't I don't know. I'm open to the it's, idea. It seems odd that they would just suddenly, after all this time, just die out. Not really. If there was only two, they were all inbred. Not enough. Like, the numbers wouldn't be huge. No, I, I mean, think obviously we're like not. a handful of cats at most. Probably. Not even that, I reckon five. I don't think it'd be very hard for them to go extinct without a It just seems weird to me that they would be like, yes, there probably is large cats out there to... Not that long after being like, oh no, there's definitely none. The last one, yeah, the last one. 2009 they go out, there's still one or two cats out. By the time they go out again in 2013, they're dead. I mean, that's valid. I just hate everything. Everything's a government conspiracy. Ugh, I'm sick of it. Just shut up. Everything's a conspiracy. <laughs> I, I do think that it wouldn't be in the government's favour to admit they've got, like, large exotic cats running around in the bush. I don't think it'd be in their favour to admit it. I think you should say something before someone gets injured. Watch out, there's I mean- a big bloody cat out there. <laughs> Yeah, but then their scene is not doing anything about it. What do people want them to do about it? It hasn't killed anyone. Yeah, just be aware there's a big cat out there. <laughs> Don't get eaten by it. <clears throat> I think, because, I mean, yeah, people have been reporting this for so long that I'm like, I kind of believe it's it. It's black. Why would they not be like, look, it looks like coal. It can be our mascot. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, there's a Facebook group called Big Cat Sightings Australia. Mm-hmm. And it is a very active Facebook group. Can you believe it? Yes, I can, because conspiracy <laughs> places like this are always fucking active, because these people have nothing better to do. Tell me how you really feel. You're not on it. <laughs> no, you? I'm not on it. Yeah. I've never seen the Lisco Panther. Oh, yeah. no. I'm willing to accept that it probably must have been a big cat at some point. Hmm. I won't be, I'll be surprised, but I won't be shocked. If it is ever found, kind of like the thylacines in Tasmania. Yeah. The thylacine one is actually a bit but harder way, to accept, but... the cat shouldn't be there. No. Probably bad for the native wildlife, and I don't think it's going to be able to survive for long anyway, because the numbers in the gene pool will be too fucked up. Probably. I'm, I don't know, I'm more willing to accept, based on what you've told me there, that sometime between 2009 and 2013, the last cat died. That's a or possibility. they've migrated out of the area and they've gone somewhere else. I mean, that's a possibility as well. Maybe they hunted... What they could in that area, and now they've moved on. I don't see any reason for them to be government be like, "Oh shit, there's a big cat. Better cover it up." Why? Especially when they um admitted it before. Yeah, seems weird. Um, so this Facebook group has thousands of posts, and a lot of them are of paw prints that are huge. I have one to show you. Scratched up trees, maimed animal carcasses. Most of them are kangaroos, and even I, some. What else would a cat really realistically eat out there? It needs a big meal, and kangaroo is a good yeah. choice. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, but like I said, I reckon a kangaroo could kill one. So there's another case for it being killed all of a sudden. Um, So I've got a couple of photos to show you, which I'll obviously post on the Twitters. Mm -hmm. So I have to admit, the photo evidence that I, like, a few random examples I put up were not compelling to me. However, I still do fully believe Mm. that the Lithgow Panther is out there. It's out there. Based on those government reports, I'm more inclined to think it's died. Maybe. I'd like to see a more recent photo that's been timestamped for it to... Also because, statistically, the camera quality should be better. Well, I mean, there is that more convenient. recent video. It's always convenient, though, that these people who go out to film these animals always have shit cameras. They're filming on a toaster. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they should invest in some better equipment. I honestly genuinely do believe that there is some big cat roaming around in the Blue Mountains, which is the area that this goes in, purely because too many people have seen it. There's too many... I don't care if people are influencing each other. Not that many people are going to admit to citing something that most people don't believe is real. Mm. Most people would want to keep that to themselves. People are very vocal about their sightings of the Lithgow Panther. And it's still like a bit of, if you come forward, you're a crazy person. Because there's no solid evidence that it exists. I mean, there's three government inquiries that said it probably did. And people still think you're crazy if you say, oh yeah, I've seen the Lithgow Panther. I think you're crazy if you say it now. I think it's dead. Possibly. Yeah. It's a possibility. I, when, do, when do the sightings first start? A hundred years ago. 
So more than one would have had to have escaped because they don't live that long, these animals. To wrap this up, I've got a bit of a, a story from Vaughan King, who was a, a former keeper of big cats at Australia Zoo. Mm-hmm. And he's previously said that he believes there are three types of big cats that are roaming around in Australia. Three. And he reckons it's a leopard, jaguar, and mountain lions that we have here. Um, and he was told by a former Australian circus owner that they had lost many big cats over the years and thinks it's entirely possible that they've survived here. Okay. So that's, that's, that's the conclusion of yeah, my yeah. article. Look, I definitely think that it did exist some at some point. modern evidence for me. But, I mean, I mean, I mean, if they've died, evidence. yeah, exactly. there's not going to be any. But I definitely do believe that they existed in that area at some point. I think there's enough evidence to say that they did. And it's just fun to think that there's yeah, like, these I mean, big I've, cats I've, roaming I've, around. <laughs> I know. And I, I shouldn't like it. I mean, I, I like to believe in ghosts, even though I know it's fucking stupid. Okay, we're not going to get into how you're sensitive and actually seen them before. <laughs> But, okay. Tricks of the mind. Oh, God. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> I think one of the fun things, though, is that we have a rugby team named the Penrith Panthers, and Penrith is right near Lithgow. <laughs> yeah. Is that where they took their name from? Or I'm they're just like, we certain, an animal? Yeah. I mean, if, it, if they did just pick an animal, that's a hell of a coincidence. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. It'd be weird if there weren't coincidences in life. I guess. But still, I just think that's fun. I think the whole thing's just a bit fun. I mean, it wouldn't be someone being attacked or anything, but no one has been, so it's just fun to think. Oh, maybe these people are going missing in the bush. Pentagon. Probably more like Ivan Malat, but sure. <laughs> Ivan Malat trained panthers to hunt back. Oh my god, yeah, okay. And now we'll never now know. Now we're getting into wild conspiracy theories. Dead. All right, well, I think that about wraps things up for another week. Episode five. Two more to go before we break the uh, the great yeah. filter. Will we get there? <laughs> I think so. I'm not planning to stop doing this anytime soon, are you? <laughs> Keep going as long as you do, I guess. Yeah, why not? If you'd like to submit stories for us that you'd like us to cover on the podcast, or so give us some feedback, which we'd love to have, actually. We haven't had any written feedback yet. Look, I'd just be happy if someone said hello to me. Yeah, just follow us on Twitter. <laughs> just, just open up Twitter right now. <laughs> While you listen to this, type yep. the at symbol mm-hmm. and then fuck me dead pod space hello. <laughs> Do that's, it. All, that's all we need. That's, that's all we ask. <laughs> so it out there, listen to it. Open up Twitter right now. And I will be Send. overcome with joy, honestly. We'll hang it up on our wall. I will frame it. Print it out and frame it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or you can email us at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. F me dead podcast at gmail.com. Amanda's having a heart attack because the cat just opened the door. Yeah, I couldn't see the cat opening the door, so the door just looked like it was opening it on its own and I had a mini heart attack. I'm sorry, continue. Tell your friends. Yeah, just like keep listening. Spread the word. And we'll be buddies. So we also have a website which tells you all the different ways you can listen or you can listen directly through there if you don't want to use an app. Some people don't. So that's cool. You can listen to it directly through our website. And it's just, you know, got all the information that we just said about how you can contact us in one convenient location, if that works better for you. Plus pictures of our faces and links to our real Twitters. Yeah, and links Ooh. to our personal Twitters. Thanks for listening. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll flip you on the catch side. Bye. Yeet. <laughs>